Section 50 of Young Folks Treasury, Volume 3, edited by Hamilton Wright Maybe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ellen Preckle. Section 50. Limby Lumpy. 1. Limby Lumpy was the only son of his mother. His father was called the Pavior's assistant, for he was so large and heavy that when he used to walk through the streets, the men who were ramming the stones down with a large wooden rammer would say, Please to walk over these stones, sir and then the men would get a rest. Limby was born on April 1st. I do not know how long ago, but before he came into the world such preparations were made. There was a beautiful cradle, and a bunch of coral with bells on it, and lots of little caps, and a fine satin hat, and tops and bottoms for pap, then two nurses to take care of him. He was, too, to have a little chaise when he grew big enough. After that he was to have a donkey, and then a pony. In short, he was to have the moon for a plaything if it could be got, and, as to the stars, he would have had them if they had not been too high to reach. Limby made a rare to-do when he was a little baby, but he never was a little baby. He was always a big baby. Nay, he was a big baby till the day of his death. Big baby, his mother used to call him. He was a noble baby, said his aunt. He was a sweet baby, said old Mrs. Tompkins, the nurse. He was a dear baby, said his papa, and so he was, for he cost a good deal. He was a darling baby, said his aunt, by the mother's side. There never was such a fine child, said everybody before the parents. When they were at another place they called him a great ugly fat child. Limby was almost as broad as he was long. He had what some people called an open countenance, that is, one as broad as a full moon. He had what his mother called beautiful auburn locks, but what other people said were carroty, not before the mother, of course. Limby had a flattish nose and a widish mouth, and his eyes were a little out of the right line. Poor little dear, he could not help that, and therefore it was not right to laugh at him. Everybody, however, laughed to see him eat his pap, for he would not be fed with the patent silver pap-spoon which his father bought him, but used to lay himself flat on his back, and seize the pap-boat with both hands, and never let go of it till its contents were fairly in his dear little stomach. So Limby grew bigger and bigger every day, till at last he could scarcely draw his breath, and was very ill. So his mother sent for three apothecaries and two physicians, who looked at him and told his mother there were no hopes. The poor child was dying of overfeeding. The physicians, however, prescribed for him a dose of castor oil. His mother attempted to give him the castor oil, but Limby, although he liked tops and bottoms and cordial and pap, and sweetbread and oysters, and other things nicely dished up, had no fancy for castor oil, and struggled and kicked and fought every time his nurse or mother attempted to give it to him. "'Limby, my darling boy,' said his mother, "'my sweet cherub, my only dearest, do take this oily-poily, there's a ducky dearie, and it shall ride in a coachy-poachy.' "'Oh, the dear baby,' said the nurse, "'take it for the nursey, it will take it for the nursey that it will.' The nurse had got the oil in a silver medicine spoon, so contrived that if you could get it into the child's mouth, the medicine must go down. Limby, however, took care that no spoon should go into his mouth, and when the nurse tried the experiment for the nineteenth time, gave a plunge and a kick, and sent the spoon up to the ceiling, knocked off the nurse's spectacles, upset the table on which all the bottles and glasses were, and came down whack on the floor. His mother picked him up, clasped him to her breast, and almost smothered him with kisses. 
oh my dear boy said she it shan't take the nasty oil it won't take it the darling naughty nurse to hurt baby it shall not take that nasty physic and then she kissed him again poor limby although only two years old knew what he was at he was trying to be the master of his mother he felt he had gained his point and gave another kick and a squall at the same time planting a blow on his mother's eye dear little creature said she he is in a state of high convulsions and fever he will never recover but limby did recover and in a few days was running about the house and the master of it there was nobody to be considered nobody to be consulted nobody to be attended to but limby lumpy two limby grew up big and strong he had everything his own way one day when he was at dinner with his father and mother perched upon a double chair with his silver knife and fork and silver mug to drink from he amused himself by playing drums on his plate with the mug don't make that noise limby my dear said his father dear little lamb said his mother let him amuse himself limby have some pudding no limby no pudding drum 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 a piece of pudding was however put on limby's plate but he kept on drumming as before at last he drummed the bottom of the mug into the soft pudding to which it stuck and by which means it was scattered all over the carpet limby my darling said his mother and the servant was called to wipe limby's mug and pick the pudding up from the floor limby would not have his mug wiped and floundered about and upset the cruet stand and the mustard on the tablecloth oh limby lumpy naughty boy said his father don't speak so cross to the child he is but a child said his mother i don't like to hear you speak so cross to the child i tell you what it is said his father i think the boy does as he likes but i don't want to interfere limby now sat still resolving what to do next he was not hungry having been stuffed with a large piece of pound cake about an hour before dinner but he wanted something to do and could not sit still presently a saddle of mutton was brought to the table when limby saw this he set up a crow of delight limby ride said he limby ride and rose up in his chair as if to reach the dish yes my ducky it shall have some mutton said his mother and immediately gave him a slice cut up into small morsels that was not it limby pushed that on the floor and cried out limby on meat limby on meat his mother could not think what he meant at last however his father recollected that he had been in the habit of giving him a ride occasionally first on his foot sometimes on the scroll end of the sofa at other times on the top of the easy chair once he put him on a dog and more than once on the saddle in short he had been in the habit of perching him on various things and now limby hearing that this was a saddle of mutton wanted to take a ride on it limby on limby ride on bone said the child in a whimper did you ever hear said the father what an extraordinary child said the mother how clever to know it was like a saddle the little dear no no limby grease frock limby but limby cared nothing about a greasy frock not he he was used enough to that and therefore roared out more lustily for a ride on the mutton did you ever know such a child what a dear determined spirit he's the child of an uncommon mind said his mother limby dear limby dear silence silence the truth was limby made such a roaring that neither father nor mother could get their dinners and scarcely knew whether they were eating beef or mutton it is impossible to let him ride on the mutton said his father quite impossible well but you might just put him astride the dish just to satisfy him you can take care his legs or clothes do not go into the gravy anything for a quiet life said the father what does limby want limby ride limby on bone limby on meat shall i put him across said mr lumpy just for one moment said his mother it won't hurt the mutton 
the father rose and took limby from his chair and with the greatest caution held his son's legs astride so that they might hang on each side of the dish without touching it just to satisfy him as he said that they might dine in quiet and was about to withdraw him from it immediately but limby was not to be cheated in that way he wished to feel the saddle under him and accordingly forced himself down upon it but feeling it rather warmer than was agreeable started and lost his balance and fell down among the dishes soused in melted butter cauliflower and gravy floundering and kicking and screaming to the detriment of glasses jugs dishes and everything else on the table my child my child said his mother oh save my child she snatched him up and pressed his begreased garments close to the bosom of her best silk gown neither father nor mother wanted any more dinner after this as to limby he was as frisky afterward as if nothing had happened and about half an hour from the time of this disaster cried for his dinner end of limby lumpy